Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Rotor Report podcast. Player rating special once again after the crew game which Sunderland won with maximum efficiency, one goal to nil, uh, probably as efficient as it gets, I know I've used that twice already, the word efficient, but it really was, it was um, a dominant performance I would say from Sunderland, one that probably deserved more goals, but ultimately didn't provide them. Um, today, joined by Martin Wanless, I will get that right this time Martin, you, you made sure I knew how to say your name properly this time, uh, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. Yes, a nice start of the day for me here on the other side of the world. I keep forgetting, yeah. I'm like knackered. It's nine o'clock here and you're just getting up. Uh, Chris, Chris Wynn, how are you, mate? Good, thanks. Good end to the day. Enjoyed that. <laughs> good end to the day, good start of the day. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, that was good. Um, yep. Yeah, Sunland won 1 0, Martin. Media um, thoughts having watched that? Good three points, really. You know, we've um, kept another clean sheet. Nice to get another win off the back of the, um, the game at the weekend, going into Saturday's game and. Um, it would have been nice to see a, a few more goals, but performance was was good, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, as you've already said, Gav, efficient was probably the the word of the night, wasn't it? Yeah, what stood out for you, Chris, in terms of the performance? I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna other other than the fact that we we dominated the game, what was particularly pleasing in your eyes? Just the control for me, absolute kind of uh, dominant. On the ball in terms of possession, um, complete control, didn't look under pressure uh, for, what, 77 minutes maybe um, until crew finally got some possession. Um, but yeah, just uh, just the way we kept the ball, um, I think we're, we're starting slowly to get rid of these um, kind of long, aimless balls. And the longer passes that we do play seem now to be feet, to, to somebody's feet um, with a bit mm. of purpose rather than you know, 20 yards of space that nobody's near. Um, so, yeah, just just professional, just a professional performance. We looked a level above. Um, and, yeah, just just I, I quite enjoyed our possession at times. So I thought I thought it was nice to see. Yeah, it seemed, it feels, doesn't it, Martin, like we're seeing the same things every week. It's like the defence was brilliant. Grant Ledbetter was brilliant. Uh, you know, we dominated the ball. It's it, But it, to be fair, that consistency is what... If we do get promoted, we'll, we'll we'll look back and we'll say early in the season we just we ticked over in games. We didn't really look under threat, you know. We do, and I think look that that consistency is really important for any team that's got aspirations of doing anything during the course of the season. But I think it's important to acknowledge, well, from, from my 
perspective. Anyway, I think you know you look at the Charlton game that we had. We started that game off really well. That was probably the best performance of the season. Swindon in patches on on Saturday. We played some nice football, and today for spells, some of our football possession football was was brilliant. It yeah. wasn't um, necessarily as, as dynamic as you you might see, but it was controlled. It was purposeful, and we were retaining possession, and trying to work opportunities to get the ball into the box. And I think mm-hmm. you know we've seen not only consistency, but we've seen steady progression in in terms of the quality of our performances over the yeah. past few weeks, which is really yeah. pleasing. I was going to say that as well, Martin. Just uh, and actually, just the the improvement week on week. That you know, we started off the Bristol Rovers game where you could see we were trying to do what we would what we did to crew, but we weren't quite there yet. And I don't know whether it was just we hadn't done that the level of work on the training field at that point to to get to the point that we're at now. But it just seems that the the more games we're going into the season, the more we're seeing this plan coming out and this this game plan and this strategy playing out, and and we're getting better at it game by game. The only Negative, I would say, and I don't want to be too negative, but I think for me was that for all the ball possession we had and all the chances we actually did create, and I think there were some good crosses into the box. It's just we don't really have anybody down the middle um, who I would say is capable of putting the ball away on a consistent basis. And although I felt Charlie White had a better game today in terms of what he brought to the table all around, I think he when he did drop in and hold it up and play it off, he did a lot better than he normally does. But even then, I still don't feel as though he does enough. Um, and I'm just think I feel in the last probably probably since the season started, to be honest, that that if we just had somebody in the box who put the who was who was better than White is at just getting into good positions would be turning these one nils into threes and fours because there was a couple of times today for instance where Denver Hume was like whipping them in first time from the left hand side and, and Gooch actually will and I know I know we'll go on to individual performances but the two full backs in particular were outstanding at getting the ball into the box and we never really looked like a threat from those situations and you've you've got to wonder haven't you really Martin what 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 will Phil Parkinson take from that? He doesn't seem like the type of manager who'll panic about the fact that we didn't put the ball away. He'll just be happy we got a a clean sheet and a, and a win. Um, but if you're him, what? How do you react to that? I mean, do you, do you see him changing anything drastically? Uh, I think there's a couple of things to pick up on what you've you've said there, Gav. I think in terms of why can you know the goal scoring threat that we've got going forward. Those crosses coming in the the box, White doesn't get in front of his man. He's not on the move when crosses come in. He kind of waits for for things to come to him. Um, and you know, there's a few occasions where balls did get put in the box today, and you know, White wasn't on the move. He wasn't. He doesn't get in front of that that defender. So that that's an issue in terms of, um, you know, if we're planning on scoring goals like that, we need that movement in, in the box. I think the um, the other aspect to that is having. Having Maguire up front with him, Maguire plays deeper than Wyke. And ideally, you'd have, a, have it the other way around, where you've got somebody actually playing in front of, of Wyke, getting on, you know, through, through on goal from, from his flick-ons and stuff like that. So I think, that, you know, there's, there's obviously issues to be resol- resolved there. But, you know, today's game, how many sitters did we miss? Like, Bailey Rice <laughs> put one over the bar. Max Powers put one over the bar. You know, we, we could have easily won that game 4 or 5 nil. Yeah, with the, with the yeah. chance that we create and we should have, so yeah. in if if I was Parkinson, you wouldn't be that concerned because you've got that game plan, you've set the team up, the, t- the performance has been good, we've created chances, and it's individual people not putting those chances away, which on you know, nine times out of ten they would do. We saw it with Danny Graham at Charlton, 
Bailey, I don't know how Bailey Wright missed that one in the second half where he headed over the bar and you know Max Powers, as I say, should have had one. So I don't think it's a concern. I think on another day you win that four or five nil and everybody's raving about the performance. Yeah, something like there, Chris. Yeah, um, I mean, one thing I will say for for Charlie White and and any of the strikers really, but just because Charlie White played today, um, one thing they haven't had is a run of games, and and strikers tend to need a run of games not just to get a bit of sharpness and to get into it and to um to be able to get the run of the play it's the other thing is to get to know in in a kind of a a, a kind of a match setting um how your wide men work i mean do they throw it in first time do they cut back onto their other foot do they delay and take someone else on so sometimes the, the striker gets a feel of what the, the, the cross is going to do. So the likes of Hume, is he going to cross it in first time? Is he going to get to the byline? So I think I think whether it's Wake, whether it's Graham, whether it's Will Will Grigg, one of them needs a good run in the team and then they'll start getting used to when these balls are coming into the box. And as Martin says, you know, Wake might start getting in front of his first man if he's expecting that ball to go in low or to the front post or, or whatever. So I'd like to see someone get a run run up front as well. Yeah. Right, let's go a little bit more in depth and on the performances and we'll start with the player ratings. Uh, I'll start off. I'll go with Lee Burge. Probably the easiest one to rate today, I would say. he done nothing because he had nothing to do. I think he took a few goal kicks and that's about it. Um, yeah, so Burge, I can't really give him anything other than the default six today and I don't think anyone will disagree because he literally had nothing to do, which shows just how good we defended. It shows just how ineffective Mikel Mandron was and we'll remember that when we last played against Mandron, when he played for Gillingham, he was brilliant and he caused us all sorts of problems at the back. And I just don't think that they offered anything up front. So that that's pretty much reflected in my mark for Burge. Uh, Denver Hume, Martin, he was um, he was good today, I thought. Yeah, look, I thought he he didn't get into the game as much in the first half. A lot of our play went down the right rather than the left. And I think he, he's, whether he's a little bit rusty in, in that first half, but second half from, from the start of the... The second 45 minutes, he was on it. He was mm-hmm. bringing that ball, carrying that ball forward, offering that threat out wide. Um, and I, I think he's 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 another one who's developing into a, a really, really talented player and a very important part of the team. Yeah, well, I, I said this the other week. Sorry to jump in, but I said this the other week and I, I stick by it. I think he's a championship player now. I just think there's championship clubs who would love Denver Human in their team. Oh, well, you, you look at how he's progressed over the last year, you know, and it's, it's really only been since... Um, since we went to this back five or back three, that he's he's had that that reg- well. First of all, the regular run in the side, but also it really suits him. You know, he's got that that cover behind him, and you know, I, I think he's 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 had a good game tonight. Um, developed his game went on. I'd, I'd give him a seven for for tonight. Yeah, I wasn't much different. I gave him a seven and a half. Um, that'll fume people up though, giving them half marks. So you're probably better off than me. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris. Next up is Luke Nine played left centre half again. I mean, I'm just blown away by this kid at times. I just, it's amazing how he can just adapt and play wherever he's asked and and look good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I was I was slightly. I mean, the, the Carlisle game was the first time he went in there, and in the first ten minutes he, he tried to play offside, which was a ridiculous offside, and then we gave the gave the penalty away. So I was uh, kind of on the fence, but uh, I mean, it's not. You know, you're always going to get a hundred percent. It's just. It, obviously, it's experience. You know, centre offs need experience. The more experience they've got, the know the know the position and and what's going on there. But w- what 
what I'm really kind of looking forward to is seeing if Lugo Nine, if Parkinson's going to stick with that because. I mean, just thinking about the way kind of Sheffield United play that with that that wide centre off kind of going on the overlap, and you mm. saw it a couple of times today. Um, you know, on that left hand side, I'm going beyond Denver Hume, and actually a couple yeah. of times Denver Hume almost played him in. Um, and if we can get that partnership going down that left hand side, that that could be that could be brilliant this season. If if Luke O'Nan can kind of get the defensive side of it right, um, because that that could be uh, that, that could really improve us going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of a rating, I thought um, I thought he was he was uh, he was my man in the match. I, I had him as an eight. I thought I just thought he was all over the place. He threw his body in. He got forward. Um, I don't think he did anything wrong. He actually impressed us in the air as well. He won a couple yeah. of fantastic headers in the air. So, yep, he was he was my man of the match. Cool, yeah, I agree. I give him an eight too. Next up is Bailey Wright. That's me. Another eight for me. Just outstanding. Like I say, Mandron never got a sniff, and I think it's because of Bailey Wright. He's just the most cultured player in the team for me just a fantastic defender who can do everything I mean he played a, a rake and 70 80 yard pass out to Hume on the left early in the game it just shows the the versatility he's got in his game he's, he's not just a fantastic header of the ball a fantastic leader great defensively he can play as well and he suits us throughout the back system and just pray to God and across everything he stays fit uh, Martin next up is Conor McLaughlin who has just came out of nowhere into the team and sort of slotted in seamlessly. It's it's kind of a testament to Parkinson how well uh, structured he's got the side at the minute that he can put players in like O nine and, and McLaughlin in uh, unfamiliar roles and keep clean sheets. It is. I think it's um you know there's been talk before the last couple of games about you know changing formation and all that sort of stuff. That's that's never going to happen. Like that that system's there. It's well drilled. It's practiced and it works. And mm-hmm. every everybody knows the role in the side, and that's that's been shown by by um, McLaughlin and um, O nine, as you say, coming back in the, in, into the side and and just slotting in without a problem. Um, I think McLaughlin did fine tonight. I didn't have any issue with his um, his performance today. I think he, um, you know, in that role, we obviously we we missed Jordan Willis bombing forward from that position to join in in the attacking third. I think that's the only thing that you'd really highlight. Um, that that McLaughlin d- doesn't deliver that that Willis does in that position, um. But now I think he was solid enough. I'd give him a seven. Yeah, done nothing wrong. Gooch next up, Chris. Uh, he's another one playing out of position, I guess. But for a lot of people are saying on social media that that might be his position now. Yeah, yeah. Um, game of two halves for me for for Lyndon Gooch. Um, brilliant first half. Um, fantastic, positive every time he got the ball. Went went at the full back. Uh, tried to take him on and on the outside to get a, the ball in the box. Came inside, tried a couple of shots on his left foot. Um, I had him down as an eight at half time. I thought he was uh, he was having a belting game. Uh, quiet a second half. More seemed to come down our left. Um, with Denver Hume in the second half. Um, so he was he was a lot quieter. He, he went hunting for the ball a couple of times. Um, he missed a chance with about twenty minutes left. Maybe should have done a bit better there. Um, but yeah, a really really good game. Um, uh. Yeah, he could he could make that uh, right wing back position he's on if Luke nine um makes that centre half position he's on. So it could be interesting. Uh, so overall I had him down as a seven. Yeah. Next up is Max Power, and that's me and again a seven. Just don't think he played um I don't think he stood out, but he, he did okay. He had a canny game. He he was always involved uh whenever we were trying to get on the front foot, which is kind of power's game. But he didn't really stand out, but nothing wrong, didn't put a foot wrong. And I would say uh, the fact that the midfield just kept the ball ticking over was a good thing. So seven from me and nothing much else to say about that. Grant Ledbetter, 
uh, Martin, he he's just like a, a new man, isn't he? He is. No, I thought he was tremendous, especially in the first half. I think half time I had him down as a eight and a half or, or nine. He was he was that good. He was just controlling yeah. the game. I think as the second half wore on, we were kind of you know throwing a, a little bit more forward to try to get a second goal, and he maybe lost a little bit of impact in there, but he, he still had a very good second half. So I, I've gone down as a seven. Yeah, I gave him an eight in the first half, eight in the second half. I just yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying. Really, I just think he's 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 just showing now how how good. He actually is on the ball. Yeah, there was a couple of times when he was some of the first time passes out of his feet and stuff, and the long range passing's outstanding. He's he's got the quality of a player who's played at a high level, and he you know the 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 way the team plays at the minute suits him because he has players around him who do his running for him, and he just does the simple stuff when we've got the ball. Uh, Josh Scowen, Chris, he's another one who's kept his place in the team. Um, well, he's pretty much been in the team all season, and there's a I think there's a reason for that. He's 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 offering something that maybe people didn't expect. In terms of, I, I mean, I never knew that he could play so well in the final third. Um, I was, I was impressed. But how did you, how did you feel about him? Yeah, I thought he had a he had a decent game. wasn't spectacular. Um, I thought his work rate was was brilliant. I think, I think when you said he's made that position his own, he's. I think one of the reasons he's in there is, not just because he's actually producing in the final third, but actually, he's such a big part of our pressing game. Um, mm-hmm. Because he can play in the middle of the park. If if we if we play him in that slightly advanced position, he can he can press on on the likes of Crew when they've got the ball at the back. And and I think he was he worked really hard at that. The other thing he was good at, I thought um, him and Gooch had a good partnership on that right hand side. Um, they seemed mm-hmm. to be kind of playing each other in and playing off each other, um, which was good to see. Uh, so yeah, not not spectacular, but um, but uh, effective. Uh, I had him as a seven. Yeah. Chris Maguire next, and that's me. And to be honest, I felt in the first half he was one of our most important players. He he was involved in a lot. When he did get the ball, Crew just couldn't get near him. It's like sometimes when Chris Maguire's got the ball to his feet, it's, it sticks to him like glue, and he's got he's got a low center of gravity, and 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 he's very strong. And defenders and midfielders just struggle to get the ball off him. Uh, but his final product was probably lacking for me tonight. There was a few times he had shots and stuff, and they were way off. Um, so I marked him down after half time and I gave him a seven. And to be honest, when he went off, I wasn't, I wasn't too disappointed or or surprised. I don't think he had a bad game by any means. I think he actually played all right. Just sometimes you you need him to, to have show his quality at key moments. He did that at the weekend. Maybe not tonight. Um, Charlie White last of the start as Martin. He got a little bit of praise at half time, but I don't know how you felt about his all round performance. I thought that was probably in the first half. That was probably Charlie White's best game for us. Right. I think he, um, yeah, he, um, his, his movement with his back to goal and running the channels was a step above what we've seen from him for a lot of his Sunderland career. He was holding the ball up. He was playing it in. There was a, a point in the first half where he got the ball played into him and he he knocked a lovely little ball around the corner to power to put him through on on goal and put a a, a shot away. He was running the channels, holding it up. Get he got some crosses in. He was laying the ball back to the fullback, um, and I thought he looked really, he, he looked really on his toes. Um, yeah. And I, I've been, you know, very critical of White being quite static in that central third. But he, he was going into the channels, moving around. As I say, look, there's, there's significant room for improvement, um, especially with the movement in the box when balls are coming in. But I, I thought he was, he was really good in that first half. Yeah. Second half, I think he, um, he. Again, he lost a little bit of impact. He got chopped down by the keeper, didn't he, in the, in the second half, which um, 
I actually thought it should have been a red card for the keeper. I don't know what um, what you lads thought, but no, I thought White did well. I, overall, I gave him a seven, probably a seven and a half if we're doing halves. Um, <laughs> and he got the goal. Well, he didn't sort of got it. He, he, I mean, he done. He made the work. Uh, sorry, he made work of the defense, so that they kind of were on the back foot because of his presence, and that's why we got the goal, I guess. Um, but I'll be honest, I thought I thought there was aspects of Wyke's game that I enjoyed. I agree with most of what you've said there. I thought he, you know, just in terms of his his all round work rate, he looked a little bit more confident. Maybe that came as a result of scoring at the weekend. Um, but he's just like his, things like his first touch and his inability to make the late runs into the box that we need him to when the likes of Hume and Gucci are getting the ball and want to get out their feet quickly, kind of like, that's always going to be in the back of my mind with Charlie White. It's not because, I, I just, sometimes I'd, it, that's about as good as he's going to get, isn't it really tonight? And it's like, if he's going to play every week, you're not going to, you're not going to get many goals out of him. That's, what, that's, yeah, that, that's well, the thing. I think the thing with that is that that is what Charlie White does. Right. Mm. And yes, there was a point certainly in the second half where I think Hume played the ball and it was feet in, in the box and he had the the option to just lay it off easily to somebody, I think it was Maguire on the edge of the box to have a strike. And he got caught under his feet and eventually just bobbled bobbled out. But I think the the challenge for Parkinson is how you get that um second striker closer to him to take advantage of those things because Wyke's not gonna Wyke's not gonna be that skillful player like Niall Quinn was where he'll just hold the ball up and flick it and play somebody in so I think you look at what Charlie White does well which as I say I think he did a lot of things well especially in the first half and mm. you, we figure out how to play off that because it's pretty evident that Parkinson fancies him as his number one striker yeah it is isn't it okay the substitutes I'll reel off them because there was nothing really spectacular there O'Brien to be honest had very little to do but what he did do he didn't do very well there was one opportunity in the box where he had a chance a good striker probably would have got a shot away and he didn't and it's kind of the story of his time at Sun and so far that it just nothing's quite went right for him around the box he's had some great opportunities to score since he came um and the yeah it's just not happening for him Dobson and Flanagan then came on late in the game and to be honest I'd be lying if I said I could remember anything they did so I'm not going to give them a mark actually um man the match Chris you gave it to Luke O'Nine earlier um, yeah. Martin, what about you? Yeah, Luke O9, man the yeah. match. I think he I think was... that's still nine all the way around. Then yeah, I was on the same. I think he, he it was a it was a it was a tussle between him and maybe Bailey Wright and possibly Gooch or Ledbit. I mean, there was a few good performances tonight, but it was just those two runs at the end of the game for me when we needed to take the pressure off ourselves in front of the box. O9 just took it upon himself and went well. One way to do it is just to run faster than everybody else in the corner, and it worked. You know, it yeah. took pressure completely yeah. off us. Um, and it kind of just shows what he's all about. He's Yeah, so at one point, I think just after one of them runs, I think uh, Max Power went over and just gave him a big hug. I think he knew how important <laughs> it was at that at that yeah. stage of the game. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of time from taking free kicks with his left foot as well, mind. I, I love that. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> um, I mean, how fit is he? Because who does that at the end of a game, really, unless you're a substitute? But yeah, fantastic. Again, Luke 9 um, And it's... I don't feel like we've marked him up because he's a player at a position who's done well. I just I genuinely think if that had been anybody playing like he did tonight at centre-half, we would have done the same thing. We would have given the man of the match because he was fantastic. So, yeah, I think that's us done. There isn't much else to say about the game because, really, that's about as simple as it gets. A 1-0 win, a clean sheet. Yeah, the things we could grumble about, but we're not going to, are we? It's a 1-0 win. It's a clean sheet. 
it's another win on the board. We're, we're, we're further up the table and it's all looking good under Phil Parkinson at the minute. And I don't think you'll find many people who are going to complain. And maybe, maybe we should be giving them a little bit more credit. But yeah, thank you very much for joining us. We've gone about as long as I want to. We're trying to keep these player ratings shows nice and short so that when you listen to them in the morning or the afternoon or whatever, you're not sitting all day waiting for us to stop rambling on. So yeah, thank you very much, guys, for joining us and everybody listening in. Thank you very much for your time and we'll catch you all down the road. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.